Welcome to the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast with your host, Eve Mayer. Join Eve and her guests each week as they discuss how to live a healthier, longer, and more fulfilling life through fasting, keto, and low-carb feasting. So thanks to Bridget, my co-host today, we are super excited to have Ryan Turner. And tell them a little bit about who Ryan Turner is. Yes. So uh, Ryan Turner is a low-carb chef, author, and co-founder and inventor of a product called Sola Sweet. So Ryan, with that said, tell us more about who you are um, and what Sola is. Okay. Yeah, no problem. So um, we were lucky enough to meet a low-carb Houston. That was back about a month ago, wasn't it? Yes. And um, yeah, so I, I live in Houston. I've been here for seven years. Originally came over from the UK, as you can tell by my weird accent. We say things funny. Sexy accent, yes. <laughs> um, I came over here as a private chef. So I worked for a family from Houston. Uh, they travel around the country. So we do uh, some time in Aspen, Bahamas, wow. um, a lot of it in Houston, also in Maine, which is one of my favorite places. So, Ryan, how does one get a gig like badass private chef traveling around to Aspen and Maine? Tell us how that happened. <laughs> okay, so I was um, back in the UK in a, a town called Cardiff, which is capital of Wales. I've been there. Um, really? They have? Awesome. Okay. Um, and so I, was, I had a little catering business, and um, I met a, sh- a chef who was a, a kind of competitor who just come back from working in the Mediterranean on uh, private yachts. He was like, you can make really good money out there. Um, it's all tax-free because you're on, you're not on land. And uh, I basically ended up selling him my business and heading out to the Mediterranean to get try and get on a yacht. So I was in in the south of France for about five weeks, job hunting. In my fifth week, I had five job offers, four on yachts. One was in Texas, and I was like, you know what? I went for the Texas. <laughs> it was so random. Um, it was just, you know, very cool. Came over here and um, just uh, absolutely loved every minute of it. But the, that was kind of the pivoting point in my career in terms of um, what I wanted to specialize in because the family I worked for, um, the principal had lost uh, over 200 pounds on the low-carb diet. So he was doing the Atkins diet, as you know, we were calling it back then. Um, and it was you know, no sugar in the house. Anybody who bought sugar would get fired. Everything had to be low carb, and we'd also we were also doing parties for like um, three or four hundred people. We'd have constant dinner parties every week, um, and cocktail canapé parties. And the principal wanted everything to be low carb, so everybody had to be what he ate. You know, he's the boss; um, he's paying for it, so that was his um, prerogative, right? So I had to learn pretty fast how to cook low carb food for people who didn't want to eat low carb. So that was kind of how I got into it. And then throughout the process of learning, um, you know, starting with the culinary aspect, learning how to cook it, um, then picking up on some of the science behind it, right? So we had kind of, I'd kind of been brainwashed just like a lot of other people have, that it was all about calories. You know, you know eat less, move more. Um, and the more, you look, the more I looked into the low-carb diet, the more it made sense, right? We Humans have been on the planet for a long, long time. And grains and sugar have only been introduced to our diets within the last five to 10,000 years. I think the Egyptians were the first one to uh, um, turn what was grass into wheat, um, crossbreeding and kind of um, developing it that way. And so if you, when I look at it from that point of view, we're not evolved to eat this stuff. And 
But when you also look at the scientific research, which I'm sure you guys know all about, with the um, the nutrition guidelines changing in the 1970s when fat was demonized and carbohydrates and sugar were like, okay, um, the trends of type 2 diabetes and obesity trend upwards to this day. I mean, they're still going up, right? So that was kind of that was kind of what made me think, wow, this isn't this is awesome. I'm so glad I've chosen this um, specialty, and I love it. I eat cream and butter all day long, fat, meat, um, great vegetables. I mean, vegetables are not off the cards. Vitamins and minerals from vegetables. You're still getting everything you need. I'm not putting on any weight, so I love it. You know, so and I'm, I'm a glutton. I love to eat. And cream, <laughs> cream and butter are two of my favorite things. So that's we really liked you for a reason. <laughs> so that's kind of how I got into it. Um, long story short, and now I'm no longer private chefing, but I was very fortunate to um, have um, a nice investment in a company uh, I started up called Solar, which we're going to be talking about today too. Um, but that's what I'm doing full time now. We're selling uh, low carb, sugar free products. Um, in supermarkets around the country and we are working on I think we launched in March in this year and we are gradually working our way to become a nationwide company bit by bit so does that give you some sort of a good background any other questions on that yes so I do have a few questions so you talked about um, cooking low carb for people who don't want to eat low carb so I do want to talk about that in a minute, but first, why don't you tell us um, what Sola is? Okay, yeah, so Sola sweet, Sweetener, um, so this was, again, back to when I was trying to cook for people who didn't want to eat low-carb but still wanted to taste uh, desserts to taste like they were made with sugar. I was testing Splendor, I was testing all the new sweeteners on the market, Stevia and Monk Fruit, different blends. I mean, there's a, there's a multitude of different companies offering sweetener blends. Um, for me, it was like, I didn't like any of them personally. Didn't like any of the artificial ones because you know people are moving away from those. People don't want to be putting chemicals in their body. But at the same time, a lot of the stevia-based sweeteners uh, were bitter, or had weird aftertaste. Same with the monk fruit. Bridget then, freaks out about stevia. She I, can't I can, stand it. No, like she, I, can I don't mind it. Bitterness from stevia. Yeah, I didn't mind it, but it was—it just wasn't perfect. It depends. There's so many different strains of stevia that you know. Sometimes you have to taste. Sometimes you get less. So anyway, I'd, basically, I didn't like anything. So um, also, some of these erythritol-based sweeteners can have a really strong cooling effect. I don't know if you know what that is. Yep. Yeah. She does because she do. is an ice cream. Pro. Yeah. So I make all sorts of homemade ice cream, and I was using. Um, uh, just a standard erythritol sweetener and it's like you breathe in and it feels like you just brushed your teeth. It's like a whiff of cool. Like you just have like mint in your mouth. Hmm. Yeah. Cause of the way erythritol melts in your tongue, it's, uh, it's called an endothermic reaction and it just it creates a cooling effect. So I didn't like that either. So basically I started coming up with my own blends and um, it was really at that point in time, just, just for my kitchen, I wanted something that would work every time that tasted like sugar and then also had the no glycemic um, impact or blood sugar insulin response. Um, I found that I came upon this blend that worked really well. And um, everybody who tried it was like, oh, you should sell this. This is really good. This is kind of best sweet, best sweetener we've ever tried. It tastes just like sugar. So I uh, pitched the business idea to my principal and we ended up um, starting the business. So that's kind of where it started. We moved on there, commercialized it. Um, with commercial ingredients and took it from there, put it into a clinical test. Um, 
which showed that it does indeed have no blood sugar response or insulin response, which is important too for a ketogenic diet. Um, right. So like, yeah. So when we learn things from Dr. Fung and Megan Ramos, who are, you know, our gods when it comes to fasting and everything, they definitely really help people try to cut out all sweeteners, natural, unnatural, anything. And that is a wonderful way to be. But as a past sugar addict, much like to the extreme of a crack addict, I sometimes need some white powdery stuff. Yeah. Like it needs to happen. Um, and so I try, I never was into Splenda because, you know, I heard like that's super bad. It's chemicals. So I, I don't mind Stevia that much. And then I started learning about erythritol and I thought erythritol was pretty good. I, um, use Sucra, I think, and um, Pure. I tried different things with Stevia and Erythritol. I didn't make ice cream, though, because I don't have an ice cream maker. So whenever I need keto ice cream, I beg Bridget, and she makes it or brings her <laughs> micro over. Um, so I didn't have that issue too much. But the taste wasn't fabulous. But over a period of time, I got used to it. And honestly, I just ate less of it. So every once in a while, when I would have it, I'm like, kind of anything works because it's been so long since you had something sweet. But when we went to low carb Houston and we tried the Sola bars and we tried, I tried some of the Sola sweetener packets in my coffee. Um, it to me tasted the most similar to sugar. Uh, so I thought it was really cool. And then can you explain a little bit because we talk a lot about how sugar affects blood sugar and affects insulin. And no matter the sweetener you use from what we've learned, there's always a response, right? Even though there's zero calories, there can still be a response with the blood sugar and there can be a response with the insulin. Um, I, I get confused sometimes about the difference between the blood sugar response and the insulin response, how those differ. So can you talk a little bit more about how other sweeteners affect it and how Sola is different and how, how do you test that? Definitely. Okay. Well, I, I, I'll first just say I'm not, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, so I, and I don't pretend to be either. So I, let, I partner with other people to make sure that we get those facts right. I, I tend to stick with the food, but I do, you know, obviously I can try and answer that question. Um, it's interesting when you look at sweeteners, if the, if the calories come in under five grams, according to the FDA, you can, you can claim zero calories, right? So and what most sweeteners do, so Splenda, for example, it's 600 times the, the ingredient in Splenda called sucralose, the chemical, which is 600 times sweeter than sugar. So that packet of sweetener actually is 99.9% .9 maltodextrin, which is a sugar. And I believe maltodextrin has a glycemic index of 100, whereas sugar is actually only 65. Um, so what you what they're giving you is just enough so it comes in under five calories. It probably comes in like four point nine calories. Okay, claiming. for not being a scientist, I already did not know all of that. Yeah, and I know one yeah. thing: whenever I have sucralose or I have maltodextrin, I know that I, if I'm trying to lose weight, I will typically stall. Now let's be honest: it's not like I've had one packet. I've had some kind of specialized made dessert with those things in it, or I used to, when I was first doing keto and not fasting and, and didn't understand these things, I'd have a drink that said zero calories, but have sucralose in it. And I would often not feel fantastic or I would just quit losing weight, regardless of how I was eating otherwise, until mm -hmm. I started learning to cut those things out. So please continue. Yeah, and so what some of these companies do is kind of, I don't know whether it's tricking people, or whether it's just the way the FDA works, but so for example, if you've got a, a pouch of Splenda, I think even Stevia in the raw, monk fruit in the raw, they're all the same principle. They're bulked out with dextrose and maltodextrin. 
the serving size is still a tablespoon or a teaspoon. So it doesn't matter if you're going to use a cup of that for cook, for baking with, right? But that cup is, um, you know, what's a cup? 16 teaspoons, right? So that's 16 times 4.9 grams of sugar actually adds up and you think you're, you think you're not eating sugar, but you are. So it's very interesting. And I, I, we look at that all the time. Our sweetener is different because um, it does actually have a few calories. So it comes in, I think, at 3.8 calories. And we did opt for the zero calorie rather than the five because we didn't want people to think it was a, a high calorie sweetener. But we did, we, what we did differently from Spender and some of these other companies is we clinically tested. So we, we had the sweetener taken up to a lab in Toronto called Glycemic Testing Laboratories. And um, 15 patient, healthy patients, they weren't diabetics, they consumed a 30 gram serving of the sweetener dissolved in water. And they did that three times on three different occasions. And then they t- took blood every 15 minutes and then tested their blood sugar response and insulin response. And again, not being a scientist, I don't know how the two are connected, but I know that you know sometimes you can not have a blood sugar response, but you can have an insulin response. And obviously insulin is, is a driver in turning on and off your fat losing mechanism, right? So um, if you've got insulin in your body, then you're not going to be burning fat basically, right? Um, so that's what we did differently. And once we were, once we were happy with that, uh, we, we first launched the sweetener. We actually launched that in November last year. And because we have had such good feedback on the sweetener, we decided to take it into other products. So like you said, we have bars, we have ice cream, we have yogurts, we have granola, which is doing really well. And we also have bread. Bread doesn't actually contain much sweetener, but we're, since kind of launching this, we have decided that we're on a mission to give people options. So our products give people easy options, easy swaps. And I think what I, li- I liked what you said before, you know, some doctors and some dietitians are, uh, are saying, okay, we'll just avoid all sweeteners altogether. I personally don't think that's realistic because sugar is addictive like crack. <laughs> and um, there's no point in denying that. We're, sugar's delicious, you know, it's the gold standard. Of, our taste buds love it. And I think to... Uh, to avoid sugar is just, it's not possible. And so we're offering you a alternative solution for that. Got it. Well, thank you for sharing all that. And so, um, you know, if, if you're just tuning in for the first time, you'll hear that Ryan is a chef. He invented Sola Sweet. He has all these products. And what we're really focused on today is feasting. So there's, there's two parts of the human experience when it comes to food. There's fasting and there's feasting. And Bridget and I are super good at both of them. We don't half-ass either one of them, right? So when we (laughs) fast, we drink bone broth and tea and coffee and water and salt. And when we feast, we eat really well. We follow a low-carb way of eating, a keto way of eating, um, but we do not limit ourselves. We do not count calories. We do not count macros. We eat and feast and enjoy ourselves. Um, So when it came to a holiday, we did that. When it came to a birthday party, we do that. And I think that um, Sola Suite and and some of the products that you guys offer are good ways to do some of those things. Um, So this show is about fasting and feasting. So Ryan, do you do any intermittent fasting um, or extended fasting? You know, I do not. Um, I'm hearing more and more about it. I would love to learn a bit more from you guys. And I give it a go myself for sure because i'd like to you know i'd like to speed up that that fat burning process and i've heard it's great for like giving you a real boost 
It's interesting. I mean, I have been into it for, I guess, about seven, eight months now. Um, I uh, first heard about it in the Obesity Code and the Complete Guide to Fasting by Dr. Jason Fung. Um, and then the Complete Guide to Fasting is also by Jimmy Moore. And I just thought, what a load of crap. Like, there is just no way. What a load of crud. Um, don't eat. Like, I could never do that. I'm the best eater in the world. I am a champion eater. And the last thing I want to do is, is fast. And um, as a person who struggled with obesity, her entire adult life for 24 years. Uh, I've had three um, bariatric surgeries. I have lost weight, but never as much as I wanted to. And the biggest issue has just been constant hunger, beating me up mentally, um, causing shame because everywhere else I was just successful in my life. But in that area, I just was a loser. You know, I just couldn't figure it out. And um, Bridget, you know, tell them a little bit about your background before yeah. fasting. So I um, kind of had the opposite experience and thoughts of fasting. Mine was like fasting, like you have to eat six times a day. That's just what the world tells you. You have three meals and two snacks and not eating can't be healthy in any way. It's got to be the start of anorexia or it's got to be a start of unhealthy habits. Yeah. Um, and I was always growing up on um, the chubbier side. I was never skinny. I was short you know, chunky and curvy. And, um, I threw a ketogenic diet and fasting. I've lost like 30 pounds, I think, but it's not about the number. It's about how you feel and how like, for the first time in my life, I truly feel that I have control over food and what I'm eating. It's no longer, Oh, you did great. Eat a cupcake. Oh, you had a terrible day. Eat a cupcake or whatever. It's using food as fuel and not as an emotional, uh, crush. I would like to say I don't use food still as an emotional crutch. I've gotten better. I think fasting has helped me to improve on that. Um, but I, I do notice when I'm, I'm doing extended fasting and I get to a point where I'm, I'm going to go two more days and then I have a really stressful situation. Sometimes I just, I can't handle it and I still um, begin to eat. But I started this journey a year ago on low carb and it took me a long way there, but I don't think it would have been sustainable for me to have lasting weight loss and continue to like reset my weight point if I hadn't had fasting. So I think intermittent fasting or extended fasting is, is a really great thing for people who are dealing with type two diabetes um, as a, as a forward step past their low carb way of eating as a way of gaining even more control. I think a lot of people are scared of fasting because they think it means they're going to have to give up loving eating you know no way man especially now that i fast when i eat something it better be dang good like it better be the best because this is my only one of two meals instead of eating like seven times in a day um so i i think you should try it out you know i think you I th the easiest way to do it is to like if people when they ask us like what's the best way to, to start trying fasting is number one eat three times a day instead of like seven times a day and then try skipping breakfast for a day, right? Like just try skipping breakfast. And, and now all of a sudden you're doing a 16-8. So it sounds super fancy because you got those numbers and technical terms. And but what is a 16-8 fast, Eve? It's when you don't eat for 16 hours and then you can eat in that eight-hour period. Now let me be clear. You don't want to eat for the entire eight-hour period because that would be a big <laughs> problem. You really only want to eat like twice in that eight-hour period, sadly, yeah. sadly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think for people who are eating low-carb, um, it, it makes a lot of sense if they want to go further in their health or if they want to go further in their weight loss. I think 
those two really work so great together because if you're already comfortable eating low carb, then your body knows how to burn fat. And so when you're fasting, you just burn your own body fat. It's not a shift that you have to take. Whereas people who are doing intermittent fasting without eating low carb really struggle a lot more with hunger because their body is not already in the mode of burning excess fat. So it's really interesting, I think, how the two things work together. And like I said, we're, we're giving you a little education on this, but we want to get back to your topic because today we're, we're really not focused on fasting. We're no. focused on feasting. And if you can train yourself to have berries as your, your sweet thing only, man, you're doing fantastic. Um, sometimes I can do that, but honestly, about once a week, even if I've been perfect, I'm like, I have got to have something sweet. And if I've spent that whole week um, keeping my blood sugar down, you know, doing things like intermittent fasting and low carb to, to not stimulate my insulin, I am looking for something that tastes good and would have a, a lower reaction. And, and that's why Ryan has created Sola Sweet. So I'll talk a little bit more. We met Ryan in Houston and I bought this book. It is a giant, huge <laughs> cookbook it's like one of the biggest it's the biggest it's like you I need own. two hands to pick it you up can, you, can lose weight. you can lose weight just by lifting yeah so, so I've, I've gotten like gigantic arm guns now by lifting this this cookbook it's how you should use it but it's outstanding recipes for low carb grain-free low glycemic gluten-free keto-friendly anti-inflammatory i'm gonna be honest with you if I read that title, I'd be like, this food is going to taste horrible. I don't know what this dude is putting in this food because it's all these things. But me being the really horrible cook that I am, I tried a couple of recipes and they were actually delicious. And if I can make something good, then you could. So my daughter, who's 11, and I went through this cookbook and especially focused on the dessert section because it was pretty huge for a keto cookbook, right? And so we focused on the dessert section in Boundless, Ryan Turner's cookbook, and we made the lemon almond cake. And it was, it was like cake. It was good. It, it was, was really good. Cake. To be fair, Eve didn't cook it all the way through. Okay, true. It was kind of like a pudding center. In the very middle, but I thought that was an added bonus. But it sounds like, like a, a sounds like a molten lemon cake. Yes, yes. that's that's what it was. Yes. I changed the recipe. I adapted it, and I didn't even make the icing to be honest because it was already like so sweet on its own, and yeah. I was kind of lazy. So those were the two reasons that we just made the cake. So tell us about this cookbook, Boundless. Um, why is it so huge? Why are the pictures so beautiful? Honestly, I would have expected it to cost a lot more. I saw it um, on Amazon. And it's a, it's a beautiful book. Well, yeah, I really appreciate that. And it's funny because a lot of people saw on that lemon cake. I'm not, not sure why, but it's, that's one of my favorite recipes in the book. So it's almost like a fudgy, um, zesty. It's such a nice recipe. And almond, the almond flavors really come through on that. So um, thanks for trying that. But, um, yeah, the book itself was about, um, about five years of work, four and a half, five years. And I was writing that at the same time I was cooking um, in my private chef role. And, you know, I, I kind of, the, my style of cooking is the high end, high end, but still rustic. So I'm not, you know, not Michelin star um, quality. And it's not, you kind of Jamie, it's not your kind of Jamie Oliver, really rustic. It's somewhere in between. Um, so Ryan, what do, what do you mean by high end cooking? High end cooking, is I mean. ingredients, is it how you cook it? It's, oh, I guess, how uh, can you say fancy, fancy food. It is, it's fancy. Yeah. It's pinkies up. Pinkies <laughs> up, kind of yeah. I think actually my next cookbook is going to be uh, 
I'm thinking about doing a keto cravings cookbook, more uh, like 30 minute recipes for the kind of average person, but more like junk food turned keto friendly. Um, we will be testing those recipes because as I've stated, Bridget and I are excellent, excellent feasters. We volunteer. Hey. And we're okay. not that far from Houston, so. Yeah. Invitation accepted. <laughs> yes. so no, this, this book, Boundless, this is kind of, I think most chefs have a dream of writing a cookbook. And when I was going through all the kind of low carb diet books, they felt like diet books, right? And I didn't want this to be a diet book. I wanted this to be a chef cookbook that just happened to be healthy, low carb lifestyle. So that's exactly what it is. And in there you've got, you've got a whole menu for Christmas, whole menu for Thanksgiving is um, celebrations in there. There's you know, recipes you can use for sweet treats for birthday celebrations. Um, Really, it's kind of like an entertaining book. So this, I guess, comes back full circle to the beginning. I was cooking for people who didn't want to do, who didn't necessarily want to eat low carb or need to. Um, but you can make any recipe in this book, invite your friends and family around, don't even bother telling them it's low carb. And that's kind of the theme of the book. So they're not going to know. Everyone's going to leave totally full, totally happy, and it's just delicious stuff. So. Well, I mean, I can tell, I, I agree. Like if I read the front of it, I'd be like, okay, this looks really fancy and pretty. But if I see the front of it, oh no, it's like all this gluten-free and everything. It's not going to be good. It's a really fancy cookbook. And I'm going to be honest, it's so pinkies up. I can tell you did it when you were working for somebody <laughs> with lots of money. Um, it looks like that. It's a like really primo cookbook. We're going to put a link in here so people yep. can find the, the cookbook and, and get it. Um, and if I can do the recipes in it, then anybody could. I was a little like, oh my God, it's so fancy. I'm not going to be able to do this. But so far, I could. So, you know, and that, the way I had written it is actually um, all the ingredients you can buy in your regular supermarket. So you don't have to be rich to do this. There's some, there's some, there's kind of a range of recipes. There's some lower key ones. There is a section called Everyday Dinners, which is a great, um, great section just for your kind of average weeknight dinners. And there's some fancy ones. So you've got a whole range of stuff. This could be your kind of low carb Bible for the, for the year. Some I love it. where you're going to spend a bit more money, some where you're not. And uh, I think, yeah, something for everybody. Well, I don't know if you saw on Instagram at Fasting Lane or Twitter at Fasting Lane, but um, not too long ago, Bridget bought some Sola bread and did some amazing things. Tell him, tell him what happened, Bridget. So I made an incredible bacon grilled cheese with the bread what else did i make i made i don't know a, i just remember like it looked like a food for it looked like pictures in boundless i saw that and i was like that looked like a cheese sandwich with two slices of bread it, was, like, <laughs> thin, it, it looked so delicious it looked yes. so good and that wasn't even like a food model like that was know, your actual sandwich but to be fair i work very hard to like plate it and you i did? like wipe the extra grease off and i like uh, position my lights well that's amazing yeah, it's not easy. shoved it into my uh, face before i would have been like good. patient enough to really do that good. yeah but i'm obsessed with the bread i'll even like um put it in the toaster and put some um like nut butter on it um the granola i love too it feels like i'm eating this bowl of like sugary goodness that's gonna spike my blood sugar yeah how did you so, do granola because so a lot of the good. granolas i've had a couple of them and they were not good um when i don't remember the name of it but, but i made, you're not talking I about sola some, granola no i have i know i've had other granolas i haven't had his granola okay. and and the ones i've had that are low carb granolas i've only tried two um i did not like them and so tell me why yours is different because she keeps saying it's good and i haven't had it yet because she didn't bring me any 
Uh, we're Sunday, so no worries. We're Sunday, a goodie pack. Um, but yeah, when we when we first launched the company, we got some great minds in the business, some people who have been in the food industry um, for you know thirty plus years, and we basically looked at every food category. So which which of the categories that are most damaging to people? It's the cereal aisle. It's the bread aisle. It's the sweetener, sugar. You know, pounds and pounds of sugar oil. Um, Everything range, and also ice cream, packed full of sugar. We looked at where the most sugar and carbs were, and that's kind of why we decided to, to hit some of these items. Granola, again, is like that, it's that kind of feeling that uh, a yogurt in the morning, a low-fat yogurt with granola is a healthy breakfast. Hey, and why not add a banana? You just had 100 grams of sugar, mm-hmm. you know? So we were like, it's got, you know, we we wanted to basically provide a solution. So the, the grower is actually really simple. It's a lot of nuts, has some little soy protein nuggets. We could give it a little bit of crisp and then the solar sweetener. It really is. There are some very simple varieties, but they're doing All well. Right. I totally want to try it because like, I don't, I don't eat cereal. I don't eat granola just because I feel like as a person who for a year now has eaten low carb, only skinny people get to freaking eat granola and then I want to punch them and that's not nice. And I push my feelings down. So yeah, I probably should get some of that. You know, I think as well, as you probably know, on the low carb diet, bacon and eggs are amazing, but you do kind of get sick of them, don't you? I went for a bit hating eggs because I think I just eaten too many of them. Um, Yeah, I did that too. Yeah. I'm back on, I'm back on liking them right now, but um, something like a granola or even, yeah, like I said, a piece of toast with, um, some peanut butter. I did a great um, toast with some almond butter, cream cheese, and then some sliced strawberries, which I just marinated in some solar for a little bit. It tasted like cheesecake. It was awesome. That so, sounds amazing. Now I really want to eat all of that. And of course, avocado toast. That's the trendy thing right now with a poached egg. Um, you know, Avocados are hot. That is good. And it's full of healthy fats. You know, I love that actually. So I can't get enough avocado. That's for sure. All right. So you're, you're getting into all these grocery stores. You're getting, you know, you're going to be super famous. So I'm glad we're getting you now. Um, we have Sola in the house, as you know, this is the one that's not open yet. Cause we already have some that's open. We've had the bars. Oh, so we're at low carb Houston, which was a fantastic event. We're posting a lot of videos online guys at fastinglane.com. You can check out the speakers, but one of the coolest things that Sola did is because if you think about it, Low carb Houston is a bunch of people who have discovered health, right? And they're trying to figure out what to do, but we all secretly are food lovers. And what does Sola do, but pull up a freaking ice cream truck. And not only that, it was a keto ice cream. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So they pull up an ice cream truck and give us free ice cream at low carb Houston, which like the secret, you know, kid in me, it's not so secret. It's just like so excited. So I um, may have gone back for free samples a lot. And I was mostly focused on the, was it chocolate brownie ice cream? Yeah, that, that, was, a good one. that was not your favorite. What was your favorite? I don't know. I, I only had a few of them, um, but I was really into the yogurt. There was yogurt? Yeah. The yogurt. Oh, I, was I did have a bite of your yogurt. Yeah. I, yeah, they I were already done with that. shocked at how good, and like you, I mean, yogurt has what, 12, even the unsweetened has like 12 carbs in it. So as low carb, you just don't eat it. Yep. But that- yeah. That we need that in so grocery good. stores because yes. the, the, the options for yogurt, I stopped buying yogurt. Like you said, like you get yogurt and granola. No, I can't eat those things yeah. because uh, the I mean, low carb, there's no, is no low carb yogurt. And this one, wasn't it like six grand? It was something low on the yogurt. There's a couple, there's a couple of low carb yogurts now. I know Kro- Kroger has its own brand of carb smart yogurts. Don't taste very good. And there's, yeah. I think Oikos, um, they're made 
uh, without real fruit, so they don't taste very good either. Um, I always have real fruit in them, and the ice cream, like uh, like I said before, I, I don't know if I missed this. Our company, we only employ chefs, so we don't work with we don't we work with food scientists at the places that make our foods, but we develop these with chefs. So our, our um, the person who actually developed our ice cream, uh, Ashley Young, she's a trained patisserie chef. So she developed these with her awesome taste buds. And um, that's why I think we're different because it's taste buds. This stuff doesn't taste good. What's the point in bothering? You know, we don't want to compromise. So the ice cream, we have eight different flavors, which are at HEB now. Um, oh. they're, in, they're also in the Carolinas and Harris Teeter, Midwest and Hy-Vee. Uh, we are working on getting them further distributed bit by bit. So everything else is actually available on Amazon apart from the ice cream and yogurt. So you can you can buy the bread on Amazon now and everything. We did. Else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well. Okay. So what's what's next? What's tell us a secret that nobody else knows about, like a product that's coming yeah. up or a flavor that's coming out that <laughs> will be a fasting lane exclusive I know, announcement. I know. So I am good at one thing, and it's giving my opinion when I'm not asked for my opinion. <laughs> So I would love to see like a brown sugar or a some sort of confectioner sugar because I have to use Swerve and then you get the cooling effect and I'm like, God, I, I wish I had it. some other types of Sola. Okay, well that's not something we're working on right now, but that, is <laughs> great, no, but that no, no, that is a great idea, and I've had that in the back of my mind for such a long time. So I I expect to see that at some point. Um, but right now, yeah, you want a sneak peek. So the flavors of granola we have now are vanilla and almond, uh, maple pecan and double chocolate we're actually working on some line extensions for those we're doing a blueberry and chocolate i think wait tell us uh, whisper it to us like it's a big secret and nobody knows whisper it with your accent do it <laughs> <laughs> what flavor are you coming out with ryan tell only us at fasting right. lane blueberry chocolate oh nice. delicious <laughs> Did he uh, say blueberry chocolate? He did eat. Ooh, blueberry chocolate. Does that make you feel a certain kind of way? Yes, it does. There's a, there's a couple more of those um, line extensions, but we're actually working. So right now we're working on a very cool product, which is a frozen breakfast waffle, which we're really excited about because, again, that's another category which, oh, yeah, let's give our kids waffles in the morning for breakfast. Set them up for a carb crash at 11 a.m. They're not yeah. learning taking new information, so that is going to be a awesome product i think and then also i'm excited about that and again there and so is my dog <laughs> <laughs> my dog doesn't seem to care <laughs> doesn't care at all okay so frozen waffles like there's no low carb options like that right now oh and fully you know you are seeing these these protein waffles coming out i don't know if you've seen those no um, that sounds terrifying but they're still loaded with carbs yes they have no. a bit more protein in them but i would take you know what you need to do is take one of our low carb waffles load up with bacon you know yes. and, and slather it with some butter you know that's the way, that's say, the way it more, say it one more time right <laughs> <laughs> so ugly everything's better with butter right yes. and <laughs> but, avocado and avocado yeah but we're also working on a um a low carb cereal more like a cinnamon toast crunch yes so, Oh yeah, people who eat low carb, almost I would say ninety percent of us were once addicted and had a secret box of cinnamon toast crunch hidden under our bed. Wait, was that just me? No, or that was, was that, me that was everyone. <laughs> so yes, I think that is a great plan because that that sounds amazing. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people get? You said Amazon and H E B stores are, are those the best places for people to get solo products? So yeah, um, right now 
I don't know where your pod is. Your podcast national? Yes, international, oh. everywhere. Okay, Glo global, worldwide. Okay. Yes, take it over. <laughs> we're not we're not international yet. So uh, all our products are on Amazon. Everything is on Amazon these days. So you know we're with them too. Uh, ice cream is available in HEB if you're in Texas. It's available in Harris Teeter if you are in the Carolinas and Washington DC, Virginia area. It is available in Hy-Vee in the Midwest. Actually, all our products are available in Hy-Vee, Harris Teeter, uh, Maya in the kind of um, Grand Rapids area up north, Michigan. Uh, they have our bread and they have our ice cream. So bit by bit, you're gonna see these products emerging. We're, we're in talks with uh, some kind of the mainstream uh, national supermarkets right now. So I expect by the end of next year, it will be everywhere. Um, we're really excited about it and, you know, Thank you for you guys' interest in it and, you know, for just chatting about it and wanting to learn more. I really appreciate that. Well, you you really got us. Uh, the best way to a woman's heart is through her stomach. So here we are, Ryan. Thank you so much for being our guest. Everybody, you can check us out at FastingLane.com and on Twitter and Instagram at FastingLane to your health and hotness. Thank you for tuning in to Life in the Fasting Lane. And can I just add a quick point? Uh, if, you yeah. look, if you want to learn more about Sola, so go on to SolarSuite.com. And if you want to learn more about me, um, I'm probably best place to go is my Instagram account, account which is keto.chef.ryan.turner. So, okay, say that one more time on Instagram. <laughs> keto.chef.ryan.turner, right? Keto Chef Ryan Turner with dots in, in between the words. Okay, got it. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. We loved it. Yes, thank okay. you.